your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to uh, Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. You want to get in here? Now's a good time to do it. We're going to talk about the Lacrosse Center today. We're nearing the end of the $42 million expansion. We're going to talk to Brent Smith, the chair of the Lacrosse Center board, here in a couple minutes. But so, so start thinking about what you want to ask Brent Smith, and you can text me 608. 608- 785-7914. Uh, good luck, though. I've got uh, about 47 points here to uh, to bring up with Brent when it comes to the lacrosse center expansion. And, uh, you know, from everything to, you know, what's in the building, what what's outside the building, and what can and can't we do with a, with a new expansion? Are we going to have Metallica shows? Are we going to have... Just the same old, same old, what's going to be different, and just how the updates are looking. It looks like on December 15th, there's going to be a public open house, and every obviously, you can just cruise through the building and see what it's what it looks like. Obviously, we're still, I mean, we had, a, I think, the, a rodeo or a bull riding or something in there last weekend that was, Brent, Brent told me earlier today that that sold out, so it's not like we're not doing stuff in that building right now, but... Uh, we'll have him on to talk about all of that. So I want, I don't, I'm not going to talk Kyle Rittenhouse and I, you know, just kind of leave the beginning of the show open to, to just talk about random stuff that's happening around the state, nation, whatever. Um, I will just say that Mike Hayes had uh, Pat Time, who is a criminal defense attorney, I believe. I think I got that right. She's a lawyer, right? And he had her on this morning. And you can go to, let's make sure Mike put it up. You can go to wisdomnews.com slash podcast. Mike's got all his interviews up there, um, usually. Not today, of course. Um, well, Brad wrote it. Brad's going to write it up anyway. He did an interview with Pat Heim, criminal, criminal lawyer, and he's going to interview her again tomorrow. So Mike's on from 6 to 9. And uh, at the end of one of those hours, I think he'll he'll talk to Pat Heim about the Kyle Rittenhouse, where we're at with that. As we, we're kind of nearing the end, if we haven't neared the end already. Um, there's, you know, all kinds of updates happening. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit much to, to keep up with, with all of that going on. It is interesting, and I, I don't know, I don't know if it's because there's there's probably a, a lot to it being the Kyle Rittenhouse came to Kenosha came to Wisconsin it's it's happening here in Wisconsin right but i feel like nationwide this this trial gets a lot more attention than what's happening in in Georgia with the Ahmad Aubrey's killing with those three dudes that just the the guy was running and they i, I mean it's this god awful uh, what those three men did to this kid in Georgia, but that's not getting as much attention, and it seems to be almost just as just as ugly a, a situation. Um, but obviously, we uh, we're not going to talk about that one because Kyle Rittenhouse is so much more, somewhat more interesting, and somewhat more. There's there's more. It's it's less controversial to take a stand on uh, what Rittenhouse did versus what these three men in Georgia did to this black kid. 
So, and I say kid, but I think he was 25 years old. So he's not really a kid. In, in, in general, he's had a light, lot of life to live there. But uh, yeah, not not a whole lot of uh, congressional candidates, congr- politicians jumping to the side of the three white dudes that killed that 25-year-old black man in Georgia um, in what's kind of been called a modern-day lynching. It's pretty awful. So, yeah, you just I, it's interesting how there's not as much attention on that and more attention on Kyle Rittenhouse. And, and there was even some weird news today where the judge, and maybe it's because the judge is, seems wacko, right? Like he, I don't know if he's wacko, but he's, he seems like one of those, my theory is he seems like one of those referees in a, in a, even, even a high school game. When I covered sports in, in Minnesota uh, for about eight years, there was a, when we got to, when we, when I headed toward to the West, there was always a, a, a referee out of the Rochester Plainview, out of that area that always wanted the attention. He was taught. He would always talk back to the crowd. He would always talk to the players in a, in a way that like he talked back to him. It was weird. Like, he's the ref. So you're not really talking back, but if the kid had a question, he, you know, he would get in his face and it was, he was very much loved to have the spotlight on him and it's high school, right? Like, it's just like, what are you doing? It's call the game. And my, my, uh, stances that we shouldn't even know the refs exist, right? And I feel like that's how the courtroom should be. We shouldn't really know that the judge exists. But here the judge is doing all kinds of crazy things, uh, which I think maybe also brings more attention to this case. And he probably loves that. He probably loves it. He's probably full of himself, right? There's, I mean, who who wouldn't be? You get national attention like that, even though the attention seems pretty pretty ridiculous, to, if, you, if you ask me. Uh, reading cookbooks and a self, why is a cell phone going off in court all the time? Like, what is that? And, um, yeah, I just had, a, there was a whole list of just weird things that, that he was doing that I just thought like, what is, what is going on with this guy? Okay. Anyway, I said I was going to, wasn't going to talk about Rittenhouse and there I, I did anyway, but not in any specific terms because I don't really have the expertise to get into that stuff. Uh, but my case is going to bring Pat Heim, a criminal lawyer on tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow morning to, to talk about, talk about some of that stuff in in a little bit more detail and down the road i think if things get settled i will call the cross county district attorney tim grinke see where he's at he had a busy week last week so he probably wasn't watching the written house trial to unwind uh doing a murder trial of his own so but uh maybe if he gets up to speed we can bring him on to, to talk about that but um all right brent smith lacrosse uh, lacrosse center board president coming on next we're going to talk about the 42 million dollar expansions All right, welcome back to the Cross Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Brent Smith, the Lacrosse Center Board President, is on Center Board Czar. We could call him that as well. I like to just instead of president, I like to do czar, Brent. Um, yeah, I haven't been called that. That's that's a new one. <laughs> and I haven't uh I probably doing my not my doing myself any favors by I should have had you on probably you know, every couple of months leading up to this thing being over, this lacrosse center expansion, the forty-two million dollar project, uh, man, it, it, it carried my show. When I was, I, I've been doing this a little over two years, I think, and uh, you know, for a, sometimes, sometimes this would just carry the show because people would just bent, vent about it being forty-two million dollars. Um, can you, right off the bat, can you can you kind of justify the amount of money that we put into this thing uh, in, in 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 what kind of returns we'll get? Sure. Yeah. The, the Pre, pre-COVID and pre, 
construction. The economic impact that was around forty million dollars a year for the Lacrosse Center. Uh, there's been, you know, my objective this isn't something we did. This is something the county and different people put together. So I think that's number one. It, it's predicted that with the expansion and the money that we're now spending, that it will go up to not only retain that, but go up another six to nine million dollars a year. So I think you can tell it's a pretty good, pretty good investment just on dollar and cents. I think it has an impact on attracting people across. I talk to employers who are trying to get people to come across. One of the things they, they talk about is lacrosse center. I think it keeps people here as well, the, the amount of different things going on at the center. And, you know, it's, it's really a diverse. <laughs> you and I were talking earlier about the events at the lacrosse center. We, we can do a fancy wedding or a fancy business conference, and then we go to a, a monster truck or a bull riding, and uh, we, we try to serve everybody. Yeah, um, let's, before we, we get, I, like, part of this conversation I want to have with you, Brent, is the, uh, you know, the the, conce- the the preconceived notion of what the lacrosse center would bring to the city or the the, the area really uh, because I think everyone just thinks ah we got to have Metallica and you know whatever concerts in there but before we get into that conversation um, let's just uh, I, I I've got the bullet points of all the kind of up physical updates that we might see here and and I'm just going to run down them and, sure. and and maybe we could stop and hit on some of these in a minute here but. Uh, new seats, uh, remodeled arena, and new seats. That, that's kind of one of the big. Is, is that is that one of the bigger things? The remodeled the the inside arena, like the basketball court arena, that whole the main stage, right? Everything is remodeled in there. It, it, we, the seats had, were forty years old. Everything about the arena was forty years old. So you can imagine it needed it. And we're not only talking about the chairs, we're not only talking about the flooring, but we're talking about the concessions. We're talking about bathrooms. It, it looks very different. It's a different feel when you go in there today than it was two years ago. We got cup holders in the new seats? <laughs> no, no. No, unbelievable. I know, unbelievable. I know, I know. What can you say? <laughs> um, uh, meeting rooms. We got more or new or updated or, or meeting rooms? Um, uh, more and newer. Uh, there's, there's meeting rooms as you come in from, uh, you know, from 2nd Street there, and you're going to walk up the stairs. There's, on your left, there's going to be many more meeting rooms. And, of course, the ultimate meeting room, which will be used as the ballroom, will also be used as a meeting room. So 60,000 square feet of more meeting rooms than we had uh, before. And I think that'll get into this this notion that, like, uh, the lacrosse center isn't just about, you know, concerts and stuff. Um, it's just the kind of the behind-the-scenes or behind-closed-doors things that are going on in there with, uh, you know, companies wanting to use that place. Um, Absolutely. And maybe this, you mentioned ballroom, but I don't know if this is the same thing, but New North Hall. I have that written nope. down. I don't know exactly what that is. North Hall is the, the building we built in, in 1980, included the North Hall, the Arena, and the Zilke Suite were the main three. And the North Hall was, you know, about 15,000 square feet. That's where we did a lot of uh, conferences, a lot of trade shows. That is completely redone. Again, that was 40 years old and needed a lot of, a lot of work. So that, that has been completely uh, redone and a new look uh, in the North Hall down, down you go downstairs as you come in the building. Yeah, it's kind of like the there's the main arena. It's kind of like the, is it the secondary arena almost? Or is yeah, that a different... it's not really an arena. You wouldn't use it for you know uh, basketball or, or a concert, but you'd use it for a trade show or a convention, or uh, you'd break it up into different meeting spaces. I want to say that there was the last time we had the world's largest office party in there. I want to say that we had like the the, the drag show in the uh, secondary arena, but maybe that's not the North Hall. <laughs> uh, it could have been. I I don't remember that, but we I do. remember we used to have the. Yeah, you're right. The world's last, uh, largest office party used to be there. We haven't done that for a while. 
Um, all right, so let's see here. What else is the the ballroom is in in back? Is that the uh, that's that's the one that looks to the west and is really the one where you can see the lookout and there's there's I mean there's a, obviously some walls around, but if you walk out of that ballroom and there's a lot of space out there to walk around, that's where you can look to the west and look across the river. That's uh, that to me is well, there's a lot of highlights here, but that's uh, I think anybody who goes up there is going to come away with that's where you can look out. And, yeah, there's no there's no view like that in the state of Wisconsin, in my view. No, and and then when you, I think uh, so. I leave here at night a lot of the times, and and maybe not a lot of people get to see this. I guess it it, it does make sense to do this because a lot of these events happen at night. Is when you drive by at night, the front this on Second Street, the front that all is is new. The even when once you walk in, the the front lobby and the ticket office, all that is new, unupdated. Uh, yeah. But the outside the interior, the outside of the building as you drive by is is pretty. It looks awesome. Yes, and you're going to work. It's going to look better when you we have that. And this is going to be next year when you have a nice trail or different things going between the the Radisson and and, the, and our building. But yeah, the, the the whole look outside, we thought needed to be, for lack of a better term, modernized and and a, and a new look. And that lobby is, I don't know how many times bigger, but you can have events, and we've had an event in the lobby because it's it's that big, and the ticket place and every uh, ticket center and everything else is new. Plus, in, you're seeing a connector. It's hard to see there, but one of the complaints we got through the years was there was no way to connect between people that are using the north part of the building and the south part of the building, and they often walked outside. And, of course, you didn't want that in the in the winter. So now we have a special a connector where you walk in a hall, long hallway uh, from north to south, and that was, again, one of the main things that uh, we wanted to accomplish. Um. I have kitchen wrote down here. Do we have a kitchen like a like a community kitchen? No, I have no idea. We we must have updated the kitchen to to much to larger accommodate. kitchen up near the ballroom uh, on the second floor. There, uh, very modern kitchen, which will allow people when the center does catering, which is not most of the time, but when people come to the center to do the catering, whether it be uh, you know whatever the many caterers who use the center, they're going to love that kitchen because there's a lot more ability to uh, equipment and ability to prepare food in that kitchen. Are we going to, like, when we have events there with an updated kitchen, are we going to have more than just, like, hot dogs, popcorn, and nachos? We could just kind of, and I, I I understand there's other stuff that happened before that, but maybe a, a rotisserie chicken or something like that? No, I don't. I think you'll, I think you'll <laughs> see a little different menu from uh, at the center for the concessions, but you're certainly going to see the ability of people who come and have banquets or, or whether whatever, serving food from caterers, they're going to be, be able to do a lot more things. Yeah, and that makes, and that's one of those things that you don't often think about. Hey, what is the lacrosse center doing? It's bringing in these groups. These groups are going to cater to the people that they bring in for whatever convention. Uh, if the kitchen is, is just like a, a hot plate and maybe a deep fryer, it's not going to be great for them. They probably, they might even look elsewhere. Yeah, no, it's going to be a big advantage for us to, to have that. And uh, again, people who have gone through it and who are in catering or who are in food service, uh, uh, that that kind of stands out. Um, all right, so this is this is the one that's a little contentious and a little awesome for me. I think uh, I think we kind of failed a little bit, but you you try to explain this to me. We put a rooftop terrace in, so a, a deck outside to kind of overlook uh, you know the area. But we put it in between two buildings. We put it in between the Lacrosse Center and the Radisson. I if I'm building a deck, I'm building it out my back porch. I'm building it out behind the building, so that I can overlook Riverside Park and the Mississippi River, but we didn't do that. Well, a couple things. First, you remember there was a little controversy about us extending further into the park, and we've really gone almost right with that building that we've got there, right up to the line where we were um, 
not told, but I mean, uh, that was the understanding that we weren't going to go any further. We had to come up with a plan at one time that would have gone further into the park uh, overhead, and, yep. and that, was, that was not approved. So that's one thinking, one part of the thinking. The other part is, if you, where it is now, if you look to the left, you see the park. You look, and then if you see right, you can look up and see uh, Pearl Street and downtown La Crosse. So it's really kind of a, a, a neat thing to be able to go see bo- both the park and downtown. But uh, I understand your point, and, but th- that was the decision and was due to a number of factors. Yeah, maybe have the deck go right out and have a pier right into the river and we can fish off the pier. I don't know. <laughs> but you should have had me in on these plans. Yeah, I, I should have had you to go to the city council. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it was it was interesting. I mean, what was that like when you – we talk about having the, – the lacrosse center was going to go right up close to the Mississippi River, and then you were going to be able to walk under it, I believe. Me and Mitch used to joke about – Mayor Mitch Reynolds now, but he used to do the show, obviously – uh, we used to joke about, like, oh, if the lacrosse center is going to have, like, a, a an ability to be able to walk underneath, we could have basketball courts under there. We could be playing basketball, and it would be like an – like it would it would protect you from the weather, so you could even have like uh you know leagues under there in the winter. But uh, what was that like for the the mayor to veto that, and wh- did that freak you out, or did that relieve you a little bit? Well, it was disappointing. We spent a lot of time, and and obviously we uh, <laughs> we started talking about this Rick in 2013, and uh, here we are eight years later about ready to open up. So we had spent a lot of time. We thought that was the best plan, uh, but you know the mayor had gotten a lot of feedback from. A lot of different things, not just people who live down in the area, but a lot. And he thought we could still do a lacrosse center, which we've done now, without going as much into the park. And it, it set us back a little bit. But, you know, the, the day after his veto, the next morning we had a meeting and, uh, with the center board, and, and off we went. And the mayor was very, very, very cabinet at that time, was very, very supportive of what we've come up with now. Yeah, my and, and the price take dropped a little bit too, right? Didn't it yeah. go from 48 to $42 million? That was the other thing that the, the mayor was concerned about, is that the plan we came forward with, I think, was 47 or 48. You're right. And the, what the, the building today is 42. So that was the other concern he had was, was cost. Yeah, my, my you know, like it, it, the cost, $6 million, you could, you, how much did you lose by not expanding over the river? Like how much did the building just, you know, miss out on uh, with, with a less, less of an expansion? I can't remember the square footage, but, it, you know, I would say this, that, that you go up there now, what we wanted to give the, the person uh, who was using the center was that, that feel that you're close to the river, you're close to the you know, Riverside Park. You go up there now, especially on that northwest corner, and, and, and then turn, taking a left further down, you really still have that feeling. I, you know, I, I obviously was biased. I wanted the, that, uh, choice A, but choice B is pretty darn good. And when you're up there, and it's a clear day, and it's a sunny day, and you look up that river, that's a pretty great view. Yeah, my I'm a little biased too because I I wanted the basketball courts under the, into the park. <laughs> I and and honestly, like there's a lot of park there. I feel I don't feel like a lot of that park, that area where the lacrosse center, that area of the park is utilized. And if the building did go up to the river or near it anyway, a you could still walk the riverside. B if you just look to the, to the uh, what is it the the north there's all kinds of park there that's that nobody you know we're not fully utilizing this park all the time anyway that was the argument <laughs> that's the argument that, that I, they'd advance but uh, i think what we've got now is spectacular but i i uh... I, I certainly remember those uh, those days. Yeah, we're just harping on old crap now. So, uh, <laughs> Lacrosse Center Board President Brent Smith's going to keep, keep talking with us. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 
608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Well, Brent, Brent Smith joining me. He's the lacrosse center board president. Uh, how long have you been doing that, Brent? 1993. 1993. Been the president or on the board? Been the president. Oh my goodness! We gotta have. We gotta overthrow you. That's yeah, too no, long. There is that. Yeah. <laughs> we need some term limits on this. <laughs> um, how is the How has lacrosse center board changed? You know, maybe since uh, you must have been on the board before that, huh? I was in 1990. Um, yeah, it's changed. I think it's uh, like a lot of boards. Thankfully, uh, younger. I think more diverse. Uh, it's uh, it's it's definitely a. It's definitely a, a, a different board than it was, representing a lot of different businesses. We have downtown businesses. We have uh, uh, just a number of, as I look around the, the table, a number of different interests uh, or backgrounds represented. Yeah, and has it grown and shrunk, too, over the years or not really? It did. It's uh, strange you mentioned. We, we were up to about 13. Uh, there was a time in the late 90s when the center for uh, two or three years went, was in the red. We've been in the black ever uh, before that and after that, but... So the council decided, well, we need more oversight, and they put a. They, we went up to uh, to thirteen. Then we were down to about eight, and now we're now we're at ten. Right now, we just added a county representative from the county board. So that's where we're out today. Um, and, and you know, I had this. I had somebody that wanted to call, but you know, maybe yeah, Jeff. Jeff is calling in. So Jeff, Jeff wanted to talk about the, and we'll get into this in a little bit. But he just wanted to talk about sure. something about uh, the concerts. Jeff, is that you? Or are you uh, are you back? Yeah, yeah, I got cut off somehow. That's all right, Jeff. You're on I'm with back. you're on with Brent Smith. Go ahead and ask him your question. Okay, I, I just uh, I heard a couple of things lately about concert issues, and I'm wondering that the fact that lacrosse doesn't get any name bands and around, and I was wondering if that's on the if that's on the promoters or if that's on the lacrosse center board or, or you know just, just what goes on with that. Well, I, I think. You, you look at the, the last 10, 10 years in the lacrosse center and you compare it to other venues in the Midwest of a similar size and a similar uh, as far as the size of the community and the size of the venue, we do pretty well. Um, but we are, you know, uh, we're smaller than a Rochester. We're smaller than a Minneapolis. We're smaller than a Green Bay. But I think we've done all right. It's the promoters who make the decision. That, there's no doubt about that. They, it, it, they make the final decision. Our art Faye and our staff are very aggressive in trying to get concerts to come to lacrosse. Uh, we have them. Uh, had a country western concert in the last two two weeks. We've got a concert coming up on next uh, Wednesday night. Um, uh, Christmas concert. So uh, Mannheim Steamroller. So I, I think we do all right. But uh, you know, it, it's tough when you're uh, eight eight thousand is probably the capacity, and uh, with the amount of people in our area. Uh, the big acts want big money, and they want uh, big attendance. Yeah, you can't have a, a concert with seventy thousand. If you made a building with seventy thousand people, you you might get what four or five concerts a year like that that would attract that many people. But then the building would just go. There would be a lot of unused, uh, you know, space, and and we definitely would be going into the park at that point. Yeah, we would be on that. Yes. Um, there is this notion too that the the idea of the lacrosse center is we we have this big big building concerts 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 we need to bring in the big acts we need to bring in the Metallicas or whatever you want I I, I I'm terrible at just naming popular bands right now because I just I uh, I'm only listening to uh, my show um, but 
but but the but the the mentality with the lacrosse center needs to I guess can you kind of explain what the 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 focus of the lacrosse center building is versus what maybe the preconceived notion that we should get concerts concert concerts in here. Uh, yeah, the lacrosse center. Unlike some convention centers, some concert centers, we try to do a lot. We're very, uh, you know, as I was talking earlier, we can have a concert, uh, we could have a uh, a wedding, uh, we can have a high end business conference uh, one week. Uh, we can have a trade show, some local events the the next week, and we can have the bull riders and the holiday fair and the monster truck the next week. We really try to be diverse in what so that all the people in lacrosse. Uh, can go to high-end events or ones that aren't, maybe don't cost as much, and we don't focus just the, on on uh, the convention trade or, or or that type of thing. We we're really trying to do a a wide variety of things, and the concerts are certainly one of them. Uh, they can be financially good for the for the center, and we do the best we can, uh, you know, with with the promoters. But as I said earlier, and you made reference to it, the the big groups, the most famous groups there. They're just not interested in, for financial reasons, in, in coming to lacrosse. But once in a while we get one. I remember Elton John, and there's been uh, more than one uh, group like that. But basically, we uh, we have a lot of concerts, but they're not the ones that are at the top of the chart. I want to say we had, and I don't know if this is huge, but then we have like Kenny Rogers come on yep. his last ever Christmas tour. He came. I can't remember the exact year he came. I think more than once. In fact. Uh, Rick, but he was here several times. Yeah, we we did do especially well on the country western side, uh, and I'll tell you, some of the country, many of the country western concerts we have are are full house, six, seven, eight thousand people. Um, on the other hand, the bull riders a couple of weeks ago was a full house on Saturday night. Yeah, the uh, the the it's good to have this like diverse ability to be diverse in what you bring into into there. And then if you had this like giant, it would be I guess the, uh, maybe a comparison would be when you have. A, a, a state tournament and, uh, in the in the small town. So you have the Division Seven state tournament at the Cole Center, and there's like you know three thousand people in there, but the Cole Center can hold so many people. Yeah, uh, and then it looks really empty. So that's that's kind of the 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 idea there. I think you have you would have this giant space, but the building would look really empty for, and the the the, the uh, atmosphere wouldn't be great for everything else. Well, the act just wouldn't wouldn't come because they you know they they want to charge. They they're not going to charge fifty dollars, seventy five dollars, a hundred dollars for tickets, as, as everybody knows, for the top act. So they just would 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 not probably in most cases would would not go to the lacrosses, the Green Bay's, the Stevens Points, the Eau Claire's of the of the world. Uh, we're talking with Brent Smith. He's the Lacrosse Center board president. We're about to, and I I said this before you came on to start the show, but uh, December first, we're we're done with the forty two million dollar expansion, and December fifteenth, the public can can hit the tour. December 15th, 4 to 7, come on in, and you can walk anywhere you want around uh, the center that night, and especially I'm sure people will be interested in the expanded area. So there'll be a little program with uh, city and state officials at 5, 5.15 or so. And uh, But, yeah, that's that's the night. And, yeah, we, as we say, the keys are being turned over to us on December 1st. Now, do you try to get into all the po- po- politicians' pictures when when they're doing all their picture-taking? Yeah, I will. I will not. <laughs> you'd be like Aaron, you'd be like Aaron Rodgers, who he, he crashes all the team photos. You can see him in the background. Although now we back, can't yeah. we can't talk about Aaron Rodgers anymore. Never mind, Brett. Too, yeah, too yeah, controversial. You don't want to go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to contradict myself here a little bit. But first of all, like, can you can you kind of discuss, uh, Brett, the the idea that the you know, hey, if we had these big big concerts, the center, the lacrosse center, 
uh, isn't really we're, we're, it's not here to be a big money maker for the city, although you want it to be successful. But it's not we're not here. It's not a cash grab. Right. The city. Right. It's more. I guess you explain it. Sure. Hey, most convention centers that I at least the studies that I've we've looked at actually are lose money and they're kind of lost leaders in the use a term that they they they're there in a community to bring people to a particular area where they spend money not only at the convention center but or the center but at restaurants bars uh, whatever and lacrosse center is kind of the same way but although we've been fortunate except for those few years in the late 90s to always be in the black we haven't made a lot of money but uh we've we've certainly We've certainly stayed in the blacks, and uh, that's what we want to continue to do. But are we there to make a a profit of a million dollars every year for the Center for the City of La Crosse? No. We're there to to be, you know, as fiscally responsible as we can, but to bring, as I made reference earlier, to a lot of diverse uh, events to the Center. Yeah, and when you bring these events in, I mean, if you brought in a big concert, they're going to be here one night. People are going to come, obviously, in droves to the, if it was a big-name concert, but those those people are here and gone. Uh, when you bring in events that 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 uh, convention, you know, like meetings, stuff that happens over the weekend, a couple of days long, these are kind of the quote unquote money makers, not necessarily money makers for the lacrosse center per se, but for the city itself, right? Absolutely. The, the estimate is that the average tourist in a like that who stays at the stays downtown and goes to events at the center, they're going to spend one hundred and eighty dollars a day. That's the number. That's that's. Uh, that attached to that, and as you can imagine, that's uh, that's not only at the hotel, but that's at a restaurant, that's shopping in downtown, and uh, that's those those events are are really good for, as you said, not only the center, uh, but for for downtown as a, as a whole. Do you feel like you're still trying to justify a forty two million dollar price tag two years later? Oh sure, and <laughs> we did in the, in the lead up up to the the approval and the actual. Uh, uh, Construction beginning, which is literally two years ago now, and and it's it's a lot of money. And uh, but when you spend that kind of money, and it's the and it's the and it's a public project, you're going to have to have a pretty darn good rationale. We thought we did. We thought we had a lot of support, not only the city council but the people of across. We would have never been able to get this project done if the if the voter out there, the average citizen, would have not supported us, which we think they did. If we don't do this update in the lacrosse center, but let's just say it gets the uh, electrical, all the like the codes updated, because I think we were behind on some of that stuff. If we just do yep. that and leave the center the way it was, what happens? You know, if we just kind of status quo, so to speak. I think we have a hard time retaining the events that we now have. And a prime example, although not the only one, is the Organic Farmers Convention, which is four or five days, going to have four thousand people in town uh, late this spring in twenty twenty two. That type of event, even some of the smaller events, I think, just because our, our facility was so outdated, and you have other facilities across the state updating their convention centers, and there's a very, very competitive business for uh, conventions, uh, trade shows, that type of thing. And even to, to attract, uh, you know, we, we had the state basketball tournaments in here this spring, uh, late winter. I think one of the reasons we had is we, we had redone that arena. And it made it, it very, very uh, attractive, and, and uh, that that uh, the WIA took took note. Yeah, it would be cool to you know I like I always like to see it when we have Bronson Koenig and Matt Thomas playing uh, oh. to packed high school arenas. I I love the idea that we got 
We got them into the, I believe we did this. We got them into the lacrosse center for at least a game. And that thing just fills up because the whole town wants to see these kids play. I, I, I love the, 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 you know, being able to do that for, for different things. And now, you know, it, with the, with everything being done the state tournament, you know, down the road could maybe not the state championships, but you know, these, these regional games that, that this, this could be a hub for that because the atmosphere would be so cool in there. I think you're going to see a lot more of it. They liked, I can just tell you without any hesitation, the WIA liked what they saw this this spring at the Lacrosse Center. All right, sticking with basketball, this is a this is this one burns me because I I I'm an NBA fan, and there was a point in time where we were petitioning the Milwaukee Bucks to get a G League team in yep. there. You know, yep. I don't know if that was like maybe three or four, or maybe more yep. years ago. But now we just won an NBA championship, and we don't have the Bucks in town. I just feel like we missed out. Is there? I mean, I, th- I think you feel the way it's the same way. Can you put a finger oh. on? Can you kind of explain to us why we miss out on on that? I think the number one thing: location, location, location. Oshkosh was, uh, you know, an hour or two from Milwaukee, and they wanted to be so they could get the car and drive there, and uh, and even put the, some. Some one of the players wanted to get to the Bucks. There's an injury, and they wanted to get there right away and put him on the team for a game. At least that's what we were under the impression. And they built a new facility over there in Oshkosh too. But so a combination of a, of a new facility and, but I think it was still location, location. What makes me very sad is we used to have Bucks exhibition games in Milwaukee mm-hmm. and uh, in uh, Lacrosse, and we have not had one for a while. So I'm hoping we can we can. Re- Get that back to back here because those were very popular events. Yeah, I for sure bought hundred dollar front row tickets uh, to the last. It was Bucks Grizzlies. That was the last yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I paid a hundred bucks for those. Me and my friend went. That was awesome. Um, okay, so okay, we miss out on the Bucks, but right after that, and we have the the Minnesota Timberwolves also needed a G League team. The Minnesota Timberwolves G League team went to Des Moines, which is three and a half hours away from the Target Center. So you talk about location, throw that out the window. I was saying, you know, we have a guy named Flip Saunders who used to coach, I think, the Catbirds to championships in the ABA, I think it was. No, CBA. CBA. CBA in the 1980s when we won the championship. So we have this history of Flip Saunders. Flip Saunders was, at, at the time, the Timberwolves coach, and then he died of cancer at 60 years old. I was like, you know, if we want to entice the Timberwolves to come here, we name the arena or the court after Flip Saunders. You know, it's just as far as Des Moines. Uh, can we be a hub for the Timberwolves? But that never, I don't even think we tried, did we? I think we did. We uh, Art looked into that and, and made an inquiry, and I forget what we're in the process, but we did. Uh, yeah, the Milwaukee experience was was frustrating. I remember being on the phone with the Bucks. It was uh, Mayor Cabot, myself, and Art Faye uh, making the pitch, and uh, it just didn't. Obviously, it didn't happen. We were very disappointed because we have, as you, it was a great memory of the the, the Catbirds and then the Bobcats uh, of uh, basketball here in Lacrosse. All right, last thing, Brent. Before I let you go, um, well, let me see here. I got in the text too. Um, the uh, the terrace. The, so I, I already vented about the the idea that we put a terrace in between the two buildings. But you made a point that we can be, both see the river. And, you know, if we do this plan down the road with Pearl Street, Pearl Street might turn into the State Street, like Madison, yeah. uh, where we have Pearl yeah. Street. So it will be kind of cool to o- be able to overlook that. But how do we utilize this terrace? Can I go up there at any when we open the building full? Can I just go up and hang out on the terrace anytime I want? Or, how, you know, I feel like this has got to be something where we could really take advantage of the terrace, getting people up there being able to take pictures during the day. Good question. We haven't decided that. Really good question, Rick. And, and people have raised that. And I said, we got to work, work on that and see how we want to do it. But I would hope it would be accessible. I think it will be accessible 
but whether it's you know eight hours a day or weekends or whatever, we're going to work it out. But we can't just have it uh, so it's there just for certain events. I would hope it's going to be, and I'll work to have it uh, more than just for specific private events. Yeah, otherwise I'm going to throw a grappling hook up there and just climb up the side. <laughs> Um, and getting back to the to sports and, and just the, yeah. the, having the basketball tournament, and I feel like there are other tournaments. Volleyball has tournaments. Uh, can we wrestling. can we petition for this? yeah wrestling? Uh, obviously, we have one of the biggest wrestling events yep. in the we state yep. at, at the Lacrosse Center. Um, can we can we point to those things? How successful they are? We have the state track meet every year here at UW Lacrosse. Uh, do you use a lot of that stuff to petition to WIAA to go? Absolutely. Hey, look, look at what we're doing. Yeah. Look how successful the state track meet is. Look how Lacrosse, the city, accepts it and is a bit is it a, and can accommodate it. You've hit it. Yeah, that one of the reasons that they came here for the basketball and they've come here for other events is because of the success of the track tournament. Absolutely. And now they're finding, I think we did a gymnastics in, in the lacrosse area this year. And so uh, we've done volleyball tournaments there. We've done wrestling tournaments there. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it's just one event builds on another. And, and I think they know lacrosse. They know the lacrosse center is a good place. They know the city is a good place. And I think we're going to continue to get more sporting events. All right, last thing, Brent. I keep saying that, but for real, uh, the organic organic food conference—that's yes. the biggest thing that Lacrosse Center has. Do you have like a the next three or four? What are the top things? Is it a pool and darts tournament or a darts tournament? Are these on the top five of things that happen in the Lacrosse Center? Organic farmers would be one. Probably the sports show, which is four or five days, is two. Uh, as far as number of people or using the whole building, and then you're right. Then it's the then it's the darts and and pool are are tremendously popular. It, it, it's unbelievable the three or four or five days that they are here every year. I tell the, the well, long story short, when they were, were consultants were here trying to plan the center expansion, they said you need to do more conventions. They're going to be more profitable. Blah blah blah. And I said, do you know what the number one profit uh, profit is for the center? And they looked at me and I said, I think it's a dart tournament with the pool second. They looked at me like I was out of my mind, but is, it's true. Is that because we're selling a lot of beer? That we we sell some beer, but it's also good that those people stay overnight. Talk to the hotel hoteliers and talk to the restaurant folks. They're out and about during those four or five days they're in lacrosse. What's the sports show? Is that like the boating thing? What is? Yeah, it? Okay. it's more than that. It's it's outdoor. It's hunting stuff. It's it's uh, boats. It's it's a huge event. They take the whole building for for uh, again four or five days, and that will be this spring. It's a great event. It's been here for many many years. But they literally take the whole building. After those top three things, is it weird stuff like a business will bring a convention in that the, like the city doesn't really care about and we don't really see, we can't attend, but it's, you know, hey, we're bringing in 300 people for a conference that is going to use all the meeting rooms. Is that like four and five on the list? Yeah, we, have a, we had an engineering, I think, con- conference here about a month ago, which I think had seven or 800 people. That's a big deal for when you think about all, all those held to hotel rooms and restaurants use. Healthcare meets here a lot. Uh, Wisconsin Counties Association had a thousand people here a month ago. Those are huge events for for us and for downtown. Yeah, they're huge events and super boring and nobody cares about them. Therefore, we don't pay attention to them. But hey, they are actually happening and businesses downtown love that stuff. You bet they do. They they know they know the difference when we're having an, a, an event at, at the Lacrosse Center. All right, let's work on getting Jim Gaffigan. He's from his wife's from like Milwaukee. Let's work on getting Jim Gaffigan. He's going to be here during New Year's Eve. So if we can get him, pull him over to the Lacrosse Center. Let's do that. All right, all right, <laughs> all right, all right. Brett. I really appreciate you spending the hour with us. Thanks, man. Thanks, thanks, Rick. Take care. All right, we got to take one break. We'll be back. 
All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Just going to wrap up here. Thanks again to Lacrosse Center Board President Brent Smith joining us for this hour. I feel like I should have been doing that for two years as we go two years uh, into the process of the Lacrosse Center expansion. And we're finally uh, reaching the end at the beginning, December 1st. Sounds like that's going to be the end of the expansion. We've completed it. And then 15 days later, December 15th, uh, a little public uh, uh, open house, I guess, is the best way to put it. Uh, it would be nice. It sounds like he's gonna. They're working on and some ideas to get. You know, if we're gonna put a terrace out where we can overlook Riverside Park and Pearl Street, if we're gonna if we're gonna build that outside, it would be awesome if we could use utilize that. Um, the public should be able to utilize that somehow. I don't know how you do that because it looks from I don't I haven't studied it, but I think you'd have to go into the building and go up from inside. Um, you know, and there's other rooftop bars here in Lacrosse, so it's not like it's the only one. But if you just wanted to get a cool picture, quick, uh, one more thing on AroundRiverCity.com. It's the uh, the the top like it looks like an ad, but it's the top thing. Fifty dollar gift cards for thirty dollars. If you get, you're looking for a local buy local uh, gift for um, the holidays, or if you just want to get it for yourself, there's so many businesses here: the Black Horse, Black Forest, Drugans, Castamon, Driftless Axe, Lacrosse Beer House. Great Escape, um, I'm getting into a, a Fathead Steve's, Pearl Street Brewery, so many, uh, the Sweet Shop, T. Joe's Pizza, Whiskey River Bar and Grill, um, did, I ma- did, I, did I name them all? It's $50 gift cards for uh, 30 bucks um, around rivercity.com, and then just look for that, that link, $50 gift cards for $30 right there. Click on that. I think you can only get two because, you know, that's too good of a deal. Everyone would hoard them all. But um, anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow.